Good morning, I'm Paul, host of the new PNL podcast and founder of the new PNL Brand Purpose Institute, where we work with business leaders, employees, and entrepreneurs just like you and empower them to build brands with purpose on purpose. So if you have a question about how to build more engaged, creative, and collaborative cultures and leaders, then we'd love to chat. Get in touch at principlesandleadership.com. And this week, our shout out goes out to Indonesia, another one of the 80 plus countries the new PNL is now listened to. And a massive thank you to our Indonesian listeners for your ongoing support and your belief in our global movement for more principled leadership and more purpose-led business. You are an important part of this movement. And if you'd like to help us keep it growing, I encourage you to send a link or a recommendation to your colleagues, your managers, your business networks right across India. Let's keep the global movement for a new PNL growing. This week's guest is all the way from Aotearoa, New Zealand. He is the awesome Dan Tefenua Walker, global co-chair of Indigenous at Microsoft. Indigenous at Microsoft's mission is to honor, share, and celebrate Indigenous cultures within Microsoft, those from right across the world, and help to play a leading role in shaping inclusive technology to empower their future generations. Indigenous at Microsoft focuses on raising the Indigenous voice, fostering awareness of Indigenous cultures, traditions, and values, and assisting in outreach to recruit and retain Indigenous talent. It aims to share the power of perspective to help shape the wisdom and influence of Indigenous voices within technological development and innovation. So Dan, kia ora, a very warm welcome to the new PNL. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Tēnā koe te rangatira, um, tēnā koutou katoe e wakarongo mai. Uh, nice to nice to be here Ho, and to connect once again. Um, you, you're someone who I deeply respect and it's a privilege to be here. Kia ora, thank you Dan. Um, I'd like us to perhaps start to set the tone for this conversation, to start with a with a karakia, with a Māori blessing, and um, I would like to invite you to uh, to do that, to uh, to get us in the right mood and the right tone for this conversation. Yeah, kapai, kapai. Kei noi tatou. Wakarongo, wakarongo, wakarongo. Wakarongo ake au ki te tangi, te mani te mā tūi, 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 tūi a iroa, tūi a iraro, tūi a iwa o, tūi a iroto. Tui te ere tangata karonga te pō kāronga te ao. Tui a te mokatanga te itakia mai i waki nui, i waki roa, i waki pamamao, te ono kutuwaere o te wai o te wa marama. Tuturu waka maua ki a tīna, tīna o mie uie tāi ki e. A tēnā koutou, huri wake e ke au, nō ngā iwi, kei raro e te korua e te mangi a titoia, ara kata waka aotea. A ko tītoko wari te tangata, ko manu ia kai te apu, ko te aro a te marae, ko Ngāti Ruanui me Ngārui Inirangi Rukiwi. Ai te tāo tōku pāpa, nō ngā kaipuki wakitōria, ka puta mai koau, ko Dan te winawa woka. Kia ora tātou. Kia ora Dan. So we have listeners from all over the world. I would love you to just give them an understanding of First the karakia, and then I believe you had a, a pepihara after that, introducing yourself. And I'd love mm. you to um, just explain what you've said um, for our international audience. Yes, sure. Well, um, it it speaks to that. That's a very ancient um, karakia. Uh, that um, it's it's a one that talks to the connection that we all have um, with 
with many different things in our lives. Uh, so it starts by by saying uh, wakarongo, 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 and um, you know Maori and Indigenous peoples globally actually have many things that they they talk about in threes. So for for that, um, the wakarongo, 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 it means some people say it means listen, but it, it also means to sense, to be heightened of sense, to smell, to see, to feel, um, and we say it three times. This is what my kaumātua told me because it's the you want to listen with your head, your heart, your your puku or your intuition. Mm-hmm. You want to listen to those past, present, and future, and you also want to uh, listen to the three versions of or three different um, perspectives of yourself, your physical being, your spiritual being, and your atupana, your um, the one that represents your ancestors, and uh, many many different other aspects of it. You can go on for a while on just for a day on just that, um, but then it goes into uh, tuia and it moves from tui, the tui bird, listening to the call of the tui bird, to tuia, which is to weave and connect, to sew and knit, and so it says weave and connect us into our ancestors, weave and connect us into the land that we're on, because anywhere around the world that you are, you're on indigenous lands, um, weave and connect us to the environment, the trees, the mountains, the rivers, the sea, the animals, weave and connect us to our inner soul, uh, to your iroto, um, and then to a tehere tangata. So weave and connect us to each other and to the the four winds, the, the um, we say about hawaiki nui, hawaiki roa, hawaiki pamamau, the, the Polynesian triangle, and to all of those people and our ancestral connections to those places. Um, and so it talks about talks about connection really that's a that's a beautiful karakia um, that says that we're not separate from the environment we're we're actually descended from the environment and um you know science now proves that we have descended from from the environment i love how science is catching up to indigenous wisdom <laughs> um and yeah that's that's what that karakia talks about uh, for everyone that that was a blessing for them to connect and then in terms of my my pepiha, it says, I come from Taranaki, um, and, and an important person in my history is Te Tokowaru, who was a freedom fighter, uh, someone who, in my in my whanau, um, did, was a, an amazing person, um, and his tri- his hapu is Manuhiakai, his tribe was Ngārua Hine and Ngāti Ruanui, and then um, I'm also Maniopoto, Ngāti Kahumuniki Wairua, and Tuhaurangi as well. Um, through through those those lines through my mum, and then through my dad, I'm Scottish and Irish. I grew up down in Christchurch, and I now live in the beautiful Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Um, Tamaki Makoto, just so you know, is the means the place of a thousand lovers, um, which is so much more gangster than Auckland. I, I, <laughs> I wish we'd change our name, but um, yeah, I, I live up here under the Manaki Tango of the of the uh, mana whenua here. Uh, the lands that I'm on in Whangaparaua is, is Ngāti Manuhiri and uh, Ngaitai and, and many other mana whenua. Um, and I have a beautiful wife, Michelle, and three amazing children, um, Josh, Tyler, and Maya, and a kuri, a dog, a little puppy, um, Bella, and a cat, Nala. The, the sentiment of connection, given we are connecting with a global audience today, is that's a wonderful 
way to start this, I think, with that karakia and the essence of what we all are and the connection that we need to have with each other. So I thank you right. very, very much, Dan. Kia ora. Okay. Um, you work for Microsoft, and one of the roles that you have at Microsoft is the global co-chair of Indigenous at Microsoft, and it's something that has fascinated me in the conversations we've had previously. So I wanted to spend a fair amount of the discussion today over the next sort of 45 minutes or so, digging a little deeper into this initiative and what's behind it. So I guess let's start by asking how it came about. Where, where did the, the initiative of Indigenous at Microsoft, where did it come from? How did it ferment? How did it grow? Mm, mm. I think um, if, we, if we go back to when I first joined Microsoft, um, there's, there's a, a lady who is our managing director for New Zealand, her name's Vanessa, and um, she was my final interview. In Microsoft, you have you have six interviews that you have to go through to get into, into here. And she was my final interview, and I thought I'm going to test her um, and say, um, you know, I can't start anywhere if they're not going to give me a porphyry. And I, was, I, I wanted to put her on the spot and see what she would say. She's like, yeah, we'll do that. It's really, do you, do you do porphyry? And she said, um, no, but we'll, we'll do that for you. Yeah. And I was so impressed and, and I've, and that's just carried on. She's an amazing woman, passionate. She's um, authentic and vulnerable and, and all those good things that you need in a leader. And, and that, so I started with the porphyry uh, at Microsoft and, we, we've done multiple porphyry since uh, for new starters. And it's a, it's a practice that I, I feel honoured to um, be involved in and to help mm. bring that Microsoft as well. Because you know, porphyry, uh, which is for those who um, don't know, is a, it's an Indigenous welcome when you come to New Zealand. Um, hopefully we can bring you into that space where you can, you can be welcomed culturally, not just physically, but culturally. Um, and I, I believe it's for... You know, when you go into these organizations and you click that button for health and safety and you know you tick yes um this is for the cultural health and safety for someone and um and so i started and then on that even on that first day i saw an email from vanessa that she sent out to everyone and it had um ngamahi ngamahi nui and then a whakatoki in her um in her signature and i remember seeing that thinking Man, so our leader has got this. Um, she's proud of it. She's not sort of backing down, and that that made me feel like I can bring myself to this to this space. Yes. Um, even though there weren't many Maori, there were there was only a few Maori working at Microsoft at the time. Um, we we set out on this task that I spoke to Vanessa about uh, building an indigenous strategy. Or Microsoft um, and I remember she she said like I'm going to see this guy Chris Prattley who he's supporting the Namer group Namer is the Native Americans at Microsoft mm -hmm. um, and they're like a resource group not in yeah they were a supporting group for, for Namer not very big only around about 30 or so people um, so when she went over there she hit him up and said you know, we've got to we've got to do this. We've got to create this indigenous space, and um, and that that was the genesis of the discussions. I connected up with um, 
the Namer group, we had this amazing lady called Anita. She's Pacifica, working for Microsoft New Zealand. Mm -hmm. uh, we had other people as well, like Teresa, Daniel, and others who, who just had a passion for this. Um, and we worked together to help create this indigenous ERG over the period of um, around eight months. And, and it, during COVID as well, so most of it was online. Pretty much all of it was online, actually, because you know we couldn't travel. Um, and yeah, we we launched it two years ago. Awesome. And and how has it in the last two years? I mean, it's a global pillar. The Indigenous um, pillar is a global initiative. How has it mm. changed your view on the visibility, the sense of belonging, and the sense of pride of Microsoft's Indigenous employees over that time? Well, what are the What's the, I guess, the tangible and intangible elements of that culture that you feel that has changed? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when I looked at the stats, if you, if you look at the numbers, Microsoft's got 200,000 people. Indigenous still only makes up, um, in terms of in America, 0.7%. Uh, there's 0.8% of... of um, uh, Pacifica and 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 so you know there's there's very few people um, within Microsoft already and we're not going to get any kind of traction without our allies mm. and that's what I've really seen is is what what does good allyship mean you know what does it really mean yeah. and, um, we've got some amazing allies who've su supported us and helped us uh, we started with uh, I think we had 50 people when we launched we've now got 2,000 people wow. um, in, our, in our group. Yeah, and these are people who are good people, man. They're, they're just amazing people. They're um, passionate about learning, um, passionate about connecting. And um, our, our global mission statement is to honor, share, and celebrate Indigenous cultures um, within Microsoft and across Mother Earth. So that, that first part of our mission statement is how do we change the culture of Microsoft? When an Indigenous person joins Microsoft, how do they know this is a place that's, that's safe for them, they can do their good, good best work, they can bring themselves to work? Um, and it starts really with how you, you honour and share and celebrate their celebration, you know, their, their holidays, um, their celebrations like Waitangi and, and Māori Language Week, Matariki, um, you know, the Māori New Year. Um, how do you celebrate their language, honor their language, and um, and commit to learning it? And so all of these things they help build a culture, but it also helps to um, create a space where Indigenous will be attracted to. Um, and I, I said I remember saying, what what would it mean if Microsoft could say our goal is to be the global indigenous employer of choice mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think i've ever heard any company say that or even state that yeah it would be a lofty goal but it would be one that i would love for us to strive for and to achieve um so through through that process the the erg has helped us to create a whole bunch of initiatives um if we look at what we've done here we've had over uh we've we've got paid to deal maori um, classes and and um, we pay for a diploma in Te Reo Māori. We've had over 50 people go through that mm -hmm. um, here in New Zealand. Uh, we talked about the pōwhiri, 
We've started um, cultural competency lessons. We've got um, a whole bunch of community contribution that we make to, uh, to different causes, to iwi. Uh, we launched our Te Reo Māori AI. Uh, we created the Māori Minecraft universe with Pitu Paitai. Um, we've, we've done a whole bunch of different initiatives. So the second part of that mission statement is, uh, and how, yeah, basically how do we put an indigenous lens across our technology yes. to help our future generations? And that's, and that's what we're doing with things like the Māori Minecraft universe and, and um, a Te Reo Māori AI so that you can see yourself reflected in these Microsoft technologies that are global um, and something I'm really passionate about. That's, I mean, that's really fascinating. I'd like to explore that a little bit more. If we take uh, Mataranga Māori, Māori knowledge or, or Native American knowledge and wisdom and so on, traditional indigenous, indigenous knowledge and wisdom, how do we how do we practically translate that into a business as expansive as Microsoft so it starts to influence the, the thinking around innovation, the thinking around product development? Because I, I guess clearly it's one thing to influence culture and that does have an impact on thinking, but it's mm. another thing to definitively align that traditional knowledge or embed that traditional knowledge into the innovation process. How does that happen at Microsoft or what are the mechanisms to at least enable that to happen? Mm. I believe it's um, it's a it's an environmental thing. So uh, if there is fertile ground, the, the likes of the Vanessas, I think our global CEO Satya is similar. They drive a culture already yes. where it's fertile ground for us to start working in. And a good example, Paul, is um, how one of my friends, Ali, and myself, we worked together to launch the Aotearoa keyboard. You know how you've got the NZ keyboard, you've got the AU keyboard for Australia, mm -hmm. all these, you know, the US keyboard. And so we thought, well, one of the big frustrations that Māori have when they're interacting with their language is, is the macrons. What, what we instruct them to do is you have to download the Te Reo Māori language pack. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to switch keyboards whenever you want to put um, a macron in. And, and it's 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 okay, um, but it's also for most Māori who are already, there's the digital divide there, that it's really it's tough for them to get access to that. Yes. Plus, when you get a new laptop, you have to download it again. So accessibility is an issue. Um, so Ali went up through the ranks and just kept on going up until she found someone who was keen to support. And um, we we worked together with him over you know five months to create it. And then when the Windows 11 um, launch happened, we made it standard on that. And now the Aotearoa keyboard is locked in and globalized just like that. Um, and the, the feedback and the support from community was massive. Yeah. So when when we think about how do we use the Microsoft platform as a space for change for Indigenous, it's about finding those opportunities of innovation that, are, that they're actually, it's not a huge amount of effort, it's just the amount, amount of passion that can push it across the line. Yes. Um, 
And there's there's so many different examples of that within within the Microsoft, um, you know, the the whole ecosystem of the Microsoft space. Um, and another good example is two days ago was the the World Indigenous Peoples Day. Mm -hmm. um, so we we got Haimona um, Marawera and Dylan, for, who are the Māori, the Ngāti Kahungunuki Wairua and Ngāti Kahungunuki Hiritonga, and then Haimona's uh, Ngāti Ruanui. We got them to design a, a Māori Xbox yes. logo. Yeah. Um, I'm so proud of it, man, because it's one it's us but it's also reflected in this global brand yeah. that you know hunt like millions of people use um and it's good for for dylan and Haimana, but it's also good for xbox uh, and microsoft as well yeah, yeah. So finding those opportunities where we can we can have a um an easy but incremental change to the culture uh, is so important and it helps to to improve these spaces because you know some young maori maybe oh, i showed my son and he was blown away by that yeah. he's a little and, and and so you know straight away he's saying i mean that's my culture and this gaming machine that me and all my mates play yes um and everyone knows xbox as well so yeah it's it's those kind of things that um that create those spaces for for change, I think, and and culture change. I mean, both of those, the Aotearoa um, keyboard and and the the Xbox logo redesigner, they're really awesome examples. And I guess the Xbox one particularly demonstrates such a dramatic change in in thinking and, and actions by big brands. You know, even even in comparison to just yeah. a few years ago, that wouldn't have been been considered. I would have imagined. But how do we? Yeah. How do we keep that momentum going in terms of the recognition of the embracing of indigenous cultures and brands more widely between these milestones, you know, between these days of international celebration or whatever it happens to be? What does mm. the quiet daily recognition look like as opposed to that sort of loud once a year recognition? How do we keep it going? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because um, we don't, I think if you don't back it up with true authentic um support like what you're saying then it can come across as performative and tokenistic mm -hmm. um so it's an it's beholden on microsoft now when we do that stuff that we actually walk the walk and we yeah, back it up yeah um and that's that's really um driving the strategy uh i think we're lucky that we've got the strategy and the pillars that we've we've set out our pillars is around awareness and belonging it's a, around knowledge sharing it's around cultural inclusion and then it's around recruiting and retaining indigenous mm -hmm. talent. so those those four pillars um help support us and drive us towards ensuring that the things that we do are, are backed up by a strategy that's embraced and you know globally yeah. um but ultimately we've got to see change happening at the the higher levels of of the organization my goal is that you know at microsoft we start getting in the levels of indigenous people at the vp level you know in the board level all, all the way through and we start seeing um indigenous rising up through the organization um that's that's got to happen not not tokenistic as well it's got to be yeah. authentic but it's also 
you know, it's because they got they're good people and they they yeah. do a good job and they they back themselves and they found their mentors and supporters. Um, if if I if I see one thing that that needs to sort of we need to work on, um, it's really making sure that those informal networks and mentoring that um, you know, which is ultimately the way that promotions happen in any company. Um, that we start being more deliberate around that with Indigenous, especially early in career and Indigenous. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll they'll leave. Um, so, yeah, making sure that you you back it up with um, with support around the strategy. For other organisations out there, you know, I I would say um, you know thinking about your your recruitment. Thinking about the way that you you do recruitment is is key, even all the way down to your ads. We're looking at that now as well. The way that yeah. that our ads are reflected. Um, so you know, there's there's lots of little ways that you can you can start removing the barriers, um, creating pathways, and then also showing them showing them that it can be done. And and you know, that's I guess that's part of the reason why we're talking as well is in the way. I'm passionate about it and you're passionate about showing showing people um, on your podcast that that can be done is um, because we want those ones coming through that they can see themselves reflected. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I noted when I was researching for the conversation that last year, Microsoft Indigenous partnered with your sustainability group and delivered a program called Hefenua Correro, um, Stories yes. of the Land. Um, yes, mate. And it was a fascinating read when I when I was researching it so I'd love to learn a little bit more about it from you as I'm sure listeners would as well but also understand how the principle of what was developed through this initiative could other brands could roll that out you know how can they align their indigenous and sustainable approaches to deliver similar outcomes to this initiative yeah yeah uh, our, our sustainability pillar Paul is really strong and they've, they've actually got people paid sitting in global who, who can focus on it mm -hmm. but on top of that they've got an amazing um, volunteer network internally uh, which is called communities of engagement um, and Roseanne who is also Maori she's Te Atiawa, uh, she is one of the global engagement leads on that mm -hmm. but based here in New Zealand so she's she's passionate about sustainability and has been for the the many years that she's been at Microsoft, I'm also passionate about sustainability, in particular how that pertains to Indigenous wisdom. Yes. And so we're all, we were always going to be best mates. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then what happened last year, as happening again next month as well, Paul, is um, the global hackathon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a it's a space where Microsoft will give you a month to uh, work on a project that you're passionate about. What what are you you know what are you passionate about that technology can help to solve that that issue? You know, we hack on an issue. Yeah. And um, Roseanne and I were talking about the concept of um, what if we could help surface Indigenous st stories? You know, part of, you know, we believe that um, decision makers and policy makers are actually, ultimately, they're good people. Mm -hmm. um, working in the system where a lot of the indigenous voices are hidden. They're just, they, they're, they're still there, but they're very hard to access unless you are close to your marae, 
or you have spent that time you've sacrificed to go on uh, on that those wananga yes. and um so so what we we created was hefenua kōrero a digital solution an app which allows indigenous peoples to share their stories in a safe manner um in a way that protects their their data privacy um security and then also uses ai to surface them up in the right way when uh, policy makers and decision makers are making decisions around around space and and place and so we did that um it was yeah we're, i was really proud of it yeah and then we've now gone an extra step further and we've implemented that with ngati toa rangatira uh, which is an iwi in down in wellington mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they're working in conjunction with ministry for environment and um the aware group and others and roseanne's helped lead that lead that and are using it for one of their local streams, the Awa, um, two of their local streams actually, to help use data and AI to surface some of those stories in the right way, so that they can help protect it and and protect that Awa for future generations. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm so proud of it. I you know the fact that it's actually being used and that came from a hackathon, that came from yeah, a dream, yeah. nothing. Yeah. And Roseanne, so and what you do is you put it out on the hackathon, saying this is what we want to do. And we got people from Canada, from the US, from South America, from Australia, and here. We all jumped on, and I'm I'm not the most technical person, so you know, these are some amazing technical people who could just yeah. help us to pull that into a an app and using Azure behind it. Uh, so it was really cool, Paul, and I, I, I'm really proud of it. The fact that we we made it happen. Next month we've got our next hackathon, and we're looking to. You know, we're looking at this concept of indigenous languages mm. and the fact that um, one indigenous language is lost every two weeks. Um, and with that, when that indigenous language goes, it's not just the language, but a whole history that goes with it of culture and wisdom and yes. knowledge. Systems. So um, we're, we're finding how can we use a digital space that's that honors their their um data sovereignty and, and all, all of this and an open source platform which allows them to digitize some of their language in a safe manner yeah. um, that they own so that's that's what i'm thinking for the next hackathon but yeah i love that microsoft allows to do that as well that you know for one month we can make microsoft work for us rather than <laughs> you know <laughs> absolutely that's a fantastic project um yeah yeah when, when we chatted a few weeks back, um, you discussed with me your own journey of sort of going back deep into your understanding of Maori tanga and your Maori culture and tradition and learning te reo Maori as well. Um, I wanted to understand how this, how this personal journey has redefined you as a person over the last few years and also, I guess, how it's changed your professional perspective. I mean, clearly it's led to what you're doing now with Microsoft Indigenous as well, but... How's it changed mm. you as an individual and you as a professional? Yeah, I think um, I I had some good role models and my dad. My dad's a, a very hard worker, so is my mum as well. Um, so I had these people who always showed me that hard work is crucial. And when I first started out working, um, you know, I, I dropped out of high school with no qualifications. Uh, so always, always found it 
and I had this kind of chip on my shoulder and um, maybe an inferiority complex thinking that I wasn't smart enough. Um, but I always had this hard work ethic and that helped me drive through um, and help, helped, helped me to learn as well. Mm. Um, I had a little bit of natural ability around dealing with people, but but that hard work ethic also helped put me in situations where I could help grow in that space as well. Yeah. And um, and so I grew through business and and became um, national sales manager of Dick Smith at age 26, and and then um, national commercial sales manager of Noel Eming, and then national sales manager of Samsung for a bit too. Uh, so I had all these roles, but I also felt like there was something missing. Yes. And um, it, it, it was especially pronounced when my son was born, my first boy, Josh. Mm -hmm. And he, we were doing, we burying his whenua, his placenta at, at home. And my cousin Tapohi was doing a mihi and acknowledgement and karakia. I didn't understand any of it. Yeah. And I thought, man, you know, I, I've, this inferiority complex and this um i guess this uh yeah feelings of um a hole inside of me came from that and yeah. so I, I committed to going on that journey and and i have to say paul that you know my my life has become so much more beautiful since yeah. i'm still a hippie there, there are certainly people out there who are so much more far, far more advanced, but I've got enough of a base now to understand pretty much what's being said. Um, I can call it all Maori when I need to, and I can also hold a, a porphyry. Um, and it just means that I can, I can also support others who want to go on that journey. Yes. Which helps build relationships as well. And um, I was talking to one of my mates, Coz, who works at, Microsoft here and um and I said you know I always find there's there's good people working at Microsoft who want to help if if I have this thing that I want to do around the Aotearoa keyboard for instance they want to help and he's like yeah but it's because you're always there for us too you know yeah yeah you're always supportive you don't hold anything against us you don't use anything as a weapon you actually want to bring people on the journey yeah. and that, that was that was nice feedback and um i think that is something that i'm i'm good at ultimately i am pakeha as well so i feel like um i've been on that journey and i i can i know that it's a tough journey for pakeha and maori yes. to go relearn their language and their culture and, and things like that but i also think that it's um it's helped me in so many ways because our that when I talked about indigenous wisdom, you know, the mindfulness and things like that, that mm -hmm. we're saying it's it's um, the science and stuff, but it's actually that's in mindfulness is inbuilt into our culture and it's always been there. We've just got to reconnect into it. This concept of of um, sustainability as well which is so hot again it's inbuilt into our tikanga into our culture um and i i actually believe that indigenous wisdom can help save the world if we are willing to listen to it yeah because a, a lot of those things like the aboriginal and Torres Strait Islands who lived for 60,000 years in 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 harmony with nature mm -hmm. uh, you know it, it shows that there's these indigenous frameworks that can help us move through some of the the scary stuff that's happening at the moment 
through climate change and help move us into this next space. So with, with that in mind, what is the, the ambition for Microsoft Indigenous in the medium term? I know the long term you expressed earlier that Microsoft would be the, the employer of choice for Indigenous people around the world. Yeah. What, is, what are the milestones on the, on the journey to get there? What is the medium term ambition? Well, uh, it's, it's a good time to ask that, actually, because we, we pitched to Brad Smith, who is the, um, the second in charge of, of Microsoft. I don't know if he's second in charge, actually, but yeah, some people say that. But he, he's, um, he's pretty high up. He's the vice president of Microsoft Global and uh, looks after a lot of our sustainability. And, and we pitched to him this concept of, um, of three things. One is for Indigenous to become an official URN. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not many companies that that um, track Indigenous cultures and Indigenous identity as a URM. And URM stands for underrepresented minority. Mm-hmm. There's heaps of others, uh, women, um, Blacks, Asian, um, disabilities. There's a whole bunch of others, but Indigenous is not one of them. Yes. In America, they track it because there's... They, there's blank quantum and um you know that that's fraught with its own challenges um but outside of america it's not actually legal to ask your um right. if you you know your indigenous identity so we we're saying can we at least ask the person and give them the choice of if they want to the second one is um the UN rights, as we said, it was the um, World Indigenous Peoples Day two days ago. Yes. What if we could come out and support the UN rights for Indigenous people, um, the Declaration of Rights for, of Indigenous Peoples? No one, no company's really done that. Um, governments have done it, and most governments around the world supported it when it first launched, except for four uh, Australia, New Zealand, US, and Canada, <laughs> <laughs> which but who, who actually have a very strong Indigenous uh, culture. Yes. And to be fair to them, they said, well, we don't need your declaration. We've already got our own documents. But all of them have now, have now since come back and said, actually, okay, we do support it because they had a lot of pressure on the Indigenous peoples. But the next thing is, one is supporting it. The next part is to enact it. Um, and, you know, a company like Microsoft coming out and saying we support it is, and, you know, here's what we're doing. I think would just lead the way. It would yeah. lead the way. And then the third one is a global indigenous office that sits under Brad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would a lot, you know, a lot of what we're doing now, Paul, is on top of our day jobs. Yes. And so yeah. it would help us to actually um federate a lot of what we're doing, bring it together, take the best learnings, and also help drive us forward into a space of of leadership um, in the space. So uh we he's um he's now considering our proposal and we find out on the first of september <laughs> on so um we'll, we'll see how we go i'll let you know do do let me know yeah i mean it's you, you touched on the digital divide earlier and i guess you know fundamental to what you've just explained there is almost trying to utilize microsoft to to stop creating a d- digital divide, particularly with indigenous, and move almost to a digital provide, if you like, to be the to be that beacon of digital providing rather than digital dividing when it comes to indigenous culture. Yeah, yeah, I love that, mate. And I think um, you know Microsoft is 
I, I did this talk to some young young people um, two weeks ago, and I said, "Any Microsoft's an example where I'm using it as a platform. It's a platform to be able to create positive change for your communities. You can do that at any company that you go to. You can actually use these big organizations, which they, um, you know, some people can see them as big bad organizations, but they can also be places of change, places mm. to help create change. Um, and I, I wanted, I definitely want them to think when they go into these spaces to not just, you know, not just take it as a paycheck. It's a place where you can go and, and create positive change. A lot of, a lot of Maori tend to go off and do their own, own um, business yes. because that's mana motuhake and that allows them to sort of create the positive change that they want to see, uh, which is cool, but it's also led to that, the divide in terms of there's, there's just not that many Maori and CEO roles or in leadership yeah, roles yeah. in New Zealand here. So we still, we need both. We need, we need Maori climbing up the corporate ladder and taking out these top roles because then they can also create their, their changes is amplified and, and it's, um, you know, they can actually get a lot more done when they're at those levels. So as well as the entrepreneurs yeah. too. Just before we go, I wanted to ask a, or get your opinion on a slightly broader trend and, and it's, it's connected to the discussion we've had around belonging and connection and all of these other things that we've touched on several times in the conversation today. We've seen a huge growth in genealogy sites and DNA testing and all this sort of thing over recent years. And it's in part driven by a desire to find a deeper sense of identity and belonging. What, mm -hmm. What's your view on why this is so important to people right now? Is it just technology has facilitated it and enabled us to do it or do you think it's part of something deeper in society right now? Yeah, I think there is um, there is some concerns around social cohesion is, mm -hmm. is uh, probably uh, at a global level and at a local level as well. You know, we had some some things happen here in Wellington recently, where particularly the the vaccination um, side of things, which caused a lot of um, hurt and um, and that mamai still carries on today. Yes. So, you know, the social cohesion is is something that I think people are are trying to um, build better connection to to not just um, each other but also to place space yes. and place. And um, I think that's what these these things help us to do. They help us to um, build a better picture of where we've come from. Um, and for for indigenous people in particular, it is it is very important to know where you come from, um, because that's that's a part of how they that's part of their value system. Yes. Um, but it's a I think it's a a blend of knowing where you come from, but also being clear on where you're going, and that I think that really helps in that yeah. space. If we all go back through our own wakapapa or our, our own origins, we'll all find indigenous. Indigeneity is it's a it's a new term, mm -hmm. and it's one that um, I'm still not entirely uh, toe with or, or comfortable with because if you're given that title, um, then you generally will inhabit 
all the worst stats or the worst statistics in your in that country that you inhabit. But it's still it's a way to bring unification and people mm -hmm. together. And um, more and more, we want to turn that that kupu or that word into something that's positive. There's 476 million of us mm -hmm. by by bringing us together like that globally, wow. and and many of us are on the rise. It's not just um, it's not just Maori, but in Canada, in the US, and Hawaii, mm -hmm. Australia, and um, ironically, the the tools of colonization, which were weapons of mass destruction initially, um, they're now they're now we've reversed it, and it's now becoming our tool of um, helping us to to come out of that. Yeah. And um, that's why we've got so many Maori who are lawyers and in this space as well, because. You know, our old people saw that and encouraged our young ones to go down, down that space to help. Um, and and I, I think that's really positive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and we, we always end the new PL with offering with, with our guests, offering listeners one or two pieces of advice they can go away and think about and practically apply in their business. So when it comes to embracing indigenous cultures within a global business like Microsoft. What would mm. you suggest leaders and those organizations listening today could do tomorrow and in, in a small or a big way to start this process with real commitment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think to find your champions, find your people who are, um, are keen to, to be leaders and, and lead out on the space and then, and then wrap ways and beings that allow them to, to do that. For instance, with my my role, I've got a global global reach as co-chair of Indigenous Globally, um, but yet it's it's a way to to hack the system effectively, um, and and it gives me the opportunity to have um, impact at at the right levels of the organisation. So you might have someone who's at the bottom of your organisation who you think, well, you know, that they, they may not ever rise up to become a, a senior leader, but they've still, they've actually at home or in their community, they are leaders. And yeah. there's, there's so many examples of that in Te Ao Māori, um, but not just in, in, in Te Ao Māori, but in so many other cultures as well. They may lead out in their church. They may lead out in terms of um, you know, their LGBTQI plus um, rights, or it might be women's rights that they lead out on find those people, protect them and help them to collectivize. Because when when those spaces happen, they it creates these opportunities of culture. And that's yeah. where the rich happens within your, your organization. And culture, building culture in your organization is is truly the new way of um, creating contribution capital. You know, that's that's the the future I think for any organization. Awesome advice to end on. Dan, it's been a real uh a real privilege to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Always, always good to talk to you and, um, and thank you for the opportunity, brother. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Kia ora. Kia ora. If you'd like to connect with Dan and discuss Indigenous at Microsoft and the initiatives it is delivering, I've included his LinkedIn profile in the notes that accompany this podcast. If you've enjoyed this discussion with Dan or any of the other podcast episodes, then please do take a moment to rate us or review us. It all helps with our ratings and our rankings. And if you'd like to join the new PL Global Movement for more principled leadership and more purpose-led business, 
then just go to principlesandleadership.com and subscribe. We would love to have you as part of our community. So finally, I'm Paul, host of the new PNL. Thank you once again for listening. Have a great day, and please come back and join us again next week.